The Nutcrackers of Nutcracker Lodge by Harriet Beecher Stowe Mr and Mrs Nutcracker were as respectable a pair of squirrels as ever wore grey brushes over their backs. They lived in Nutcracker Lodge, a hole in a sturdy old chestnut tree overhanging a shady dell. Here they had reared many families of young nutcrackers who were models of good behaviour in the forest. But it happened in the course of time that they had a son named Featherhead, who was as different from all the other children of the Nutcracker family as if he had been dropped out of the moon into their nest. He was handsome enough and had a lively disposition, but he was sulky and contrary and unreasonable. He found fault with everything his respectable papa and mamma did. Instead of helping with nuts and learning other lessons proper to a young squirrel, he sneered at all the good old ways and customs of the Nutcracker Lodge and said they were behind the times. To be sure, he was always on hand at meal times and played a very lively tooth on the nuts which his mother had collected, always selecting the best for himself. But he seasoned his nibbling with much grumbling and discontent. Papa Nutcracker would often lose his patience and say something sharp to Featherhead. But Mama Nutcracker would shed tears and beg her darling boy to be a little more reasonable. While his parents, brothers and sisters were cheerfully racing up and down the branches, laying up stores for the winter, Featherhead sat apart, sulking and scolding. Nobody understands me, he grumbled. Nobody treats me as I deserve to be treated. Surely I was born to be something of more importance than gathering a few chestnuts and hickory nuts for the winter. I am an unusual squirrel. Depend upon it, my dear, said Mrs Nutcracker to her husband. That boy is a genius. Fiddlestick on his genius, said old Mr Nutcracker. What does he do? Oh, nothing, of course, but they say that is one of the marks of genius. Remarkable people, you know, never come down to common life. He eats enough for any two, said old Nutcracker, and he never helps gather nuts. But, my dear, Parson Tewit, who has talked with Featherhead, says the boy has very fine feelings, so much above those of the common crowd. Feelings be hanged, snapped old Nutcracker. When a fellow eats all the nuts that his mother gives him, and then grumbles at her, I don't believe much in his fine feelings. Why doesn't he do something? I'm going to tell my fine young gentleman that if he doesn't behave himself, I'll tumble him out of the nest neck and crop, and see if hunger won't do something towards bringing down his fine airs. Oh, my dear, sobbed Mrs Nutcracker, falling on her husband's neck with both paws. Do be patient with our darling boy. Now, although the Nutcrackers belonged to the fine old race of the Greys, they kept on the best of terms with all branches of the Squirrel family. They were very friendly to the Chipmunks of Chipmunk Hollow. Young Tip Chipmunk, the oldest son, was in all respects a perfect contrast to Master Featherhead. Tip was lively and cheerful and very alert in getting food for the family. Indeed, Mr and Mrs Chipmunk had very little care, but could sit at the door of their hole and chat with neighbours, quite sure that Tip would bring everything out right for them, and have plenty laid up for winter. "'What a commonplace fellow that Tip Chipmunk is!' 
sneered Featherhead one day. I shall take care not to associate with him. My dear, you are too hard on poor Tip, said Mrs Nutcracker. He is a very good son, I'm sure. Oh, I don't doubt he's good enough, said Featherhead, but he's so common. He hasn't an idea in his skull above his nuts and chipmunk hollow. He's good-natured enough, but, dear me, he has no manners. I hope, mother, it won't invite the chipmunks to the Thanksgiving dinner. These family dinners are such a bore. But, my dear Featherhead, your father thinks a great deal of the chipmunks. They are our relatives, you know, said Mother Nutcracker. So are the High Flyers our relatives. If we could get them to come, there would be some sense to it. But, of course, a flying squirrel would never come to our house if a common chipmunk is a guest. It isn't to be expected, said Featherhead. Confound him for a puppy, said old Nutcracker. I wish good industrious sons like Tip Chipmunk were common. But in the end Featherhead had his way, and the chipmunks were not invited to Nutcracker Lodge for Thanksgiving dinner. However, they were not all offended. Indeed, Tip called early in the morning to pay his compliments of the season and leave a few dainty beech nuts. He can't even see he's not wanted here, sneered Featherhead. At last old papa declared it was time for Featherhead to choose some business. What are you going to do, my boy? he asked. We're driving now a thriving trade in hickory nuts, and if you would like to join us... Thank you, said Featherhead. The hickory trade is too slow for me. I was never made to grub and delve in that way. In fact, I have my own plans. To be plain, Featherhead had formed a friendship with the Rats of Rat Hollow, a race of people whose honesty was doubtful. Old Longtooth Rat was a money-lender, and for a long time he had had his eye on Featherhead as a person silly enough to suit the business, which was neither more or less than downright stealing. Near Nutcracker Lodge was a large barn filled with corn and grain, besides many bushels of hazelnuts, chestnuts and walnuts. Now old Longtooth told Featherhead that he should nibble a passage into the loft and set up a commission business there, passing out nuts and grain as Longtooth wanted them. He did not tell Featherhead a certain secret, namely that a Scotch terrier was about to be bought to keep rats from the grain. "'How foolish such drudging fellows as Tip Chipmunk are,' said Featherhead to himself. There he goes, picking up a nut here and a grain there, whereas I step into property at once. I hope you're honest in your dealings, my son, said old Nutcracker. Featherhead threw his tail saucily over one shoulder and laughed. Certainly, sir, if honesty means getting what you can while it is going, I mean to be very honest. Very soon, Featherhead seemed to be very prosperous. He had a splendid hole in the midst of a heap of chestnuts, and he seemed to be rolling in wealth. He lavished gifts on his mother and sisters. He carried his tail very proudly over his back. He was even gracious to Tip Chipmunk. But one day, as Featherhead was lolling in his hole, up came two boys with the friskiest, wariest Scotch terrier you ever saw. His eyes blazed like torches. Featherhead's heart died within him as he heard the boys say, Now we'll see if we can catch the rascal that eats our grain. 
Featherhead tried to slink out of the hole he had gnawed to come in by, but found it stopped. "'Oh, you're there, are you, mister?' cried the boy. "'Well, you don't get out, and now for a chase!' And sure enough, poor Featherhead ran with terror up and down through the bundles of hay. But the barking terrier was at his heels, and the boys shouted and cheered. He was glad at last to escape through a crack, though he left half of his fine brush behind him, for Master Wasp the terrier made a snap at it just as Featherhead was squeezing through. Alas, all the hair was cleaned off so that it was as bare as a rat's tail. Poor Featherhead limped off, bruised and beaten, with the dog and boys still after him, and they would have caught him if Tip Chipmunk's hole had not stood open to receive him. Tip took the best care of him, but the glory of Featherhead's tail had gone forever. From that time, though, he was a sadder and wiser squirrel than he had ever been before. <laughs>